Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please help support the show by checking out our Patreon site, where for just a few dollars you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show, and we'll take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, Greg and I are covering one of the concerns that some of our listeners have addressed in the past, and it falls under the theme of, what if I'm wrong? Meaning, if I think I see something going on that I should tell someone about or even intervene in this situation, what if my observation is wrong? We dive into this topic and end up using a recent Waffle House example to explain our answer. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, Greg, so we're going to start off today uh, with... with kind of some questions we get a lot this is another listener question episode it's actually just a a really good one that that we we come across a lot when dealing with these different situations so for everyone just tuning in for the first time uh we're we're, hello uh it's brian and greg here but you know we yeah we we talk about uh reading human behavior and doing predictive analysis and gathering artifacts and evidence in support of a reasonable conclusion based on our observation and what's happening in the context and all this stuff right and how to break it down and what you can prove and what you can't prove and how to formulate a most likely and most dangerous course of action and and you know people love it it's it's exciting it's fun it it makes that human behavior piece and makes uh, observe you know observing uh, humans that much more interesting right um, but we the, certainly love it because yeah. we're doing it for free. We, 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 well, we are on this. We're doing it for yeah. free. But uh, well, how much have but, you been paid over the years? But, but, but this, I got a new refrigerator box that I'm calling you from exactly. next to the. I love free, the, I love the new gray color. Free, free Wi-Fi at the local McDonald's. But um, so w- one of the things is uh, that comes up a lot is what if I'm wrong? Meaning I'm observing a situation. I see this something taking place because we're all about mitigating the event and stepping in before something happens and making a decision there versus when something occurs and then everyone goes, oh man, I knew that guy was going to do that. And we're like, wait, stop, jump in here, right? But but that's the whole point is that I think, and, and I know um, the confidence to make the right decision comes with competence, right? So you got to get training and do that. But But you're seeing something unfold in front of you and you're going, man, I can step in right here and prevent uh, this situation from occurring. And the big question that everyone's on, on everyone's mind for a lot of these issues is, what if I'm wrong? Because that came up, you know, when we did the suicide prevention stuff years ago, right? When we had someone go, well, what if I report this on someone and I'm wrong? Same and thing it, with the sexual harassment, Brian. Yes, that's when we the built big thing that, too. The sexual harassment program. The sexual yeah. harassment and, and, and assault prevention program was, well, what if I report this person and, and I'm wrong. That's not what their intent was at all. Or what if I step into a situation and, and I'm, I'm, I'm wrong about it? So overall theme of the day is uh, what, if I'm, what if I'm wrong? Now, I don't ever have that question because I usually am wrong. I was just going to say that's so. sort of like the mantra of your life. Yeah. You know? that's, that's... rock. What if I'm wrong? It's all, we're all going to die. It'll never work. You know? <laughs> exactly. 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 So, so I would say we'll, we'll take it from there. Let's start yeah, kind of 30,000 so, foot view and then whittle it down from there, I guess. 
no, no, I like that. I like that. And the, the first thoughts that came to my mind when you called me and said, hey, uh, uh, put on a, sh- a shirt. And, the and the, ver- the first this. time I called you and said, what uh, if I'm about, wrong? <laughs> exactly. About No, that was when I first met you. But I mean, <laughs> like three minutes ago when you had this wild idea for a great pod, the idea is we'll be able to answer all those questions. And first, Brian, you've know, known me long enough that the first thing I tell anybody that I'm teaching during a T3 that's going to go out and teach, I tell them Hippocratic Oath. Uh, Hippocratic Oath said, first, do no harm. Okay, so that's our overarching theme is if you think what you're about to do is going to put your foot in in your mouth or foot in somebody's ass, you need to stop, give yourself the gift of time and distance. So first, let's set some historical perspective. One of the things is that uh, about 5% of all adults that seek outpatient care are misdiagnosed annually. And if you look at just that number, Brian, that's 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 a lot of uh, people. Three quarters of a million people. Yeah, where, so whatever then, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, I'm right. saying at least. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. I, I'm not good with numbers, so the minimum would be that. Um, uh, every year, there's at least eighty thousand surgical errors, and seven percent of those people die, and a third of those people are left with permanent injury. Now, that was a study that Sean sent. Uh, Sean and Renee Clemens sent. Uh, it was interesting reading, and and it had a bunch of studies, and then a bunch of, uh, of uh, studies associated with it. Uh, so it, it tended to, to, to bear out the fact. Um, estimated that 7 to 10 million patients receive inaccurate blood tests. And Brian, I know you're waiting for a very important test uh, uh, every <laughs> just year. Gotta, just got to be patient. Uh, it's, it's, it's just got to be patient. But if we just take a look at the perspective of that, uh, that's going to give ammunition or credibility to some poser out there that's saying, hey, sometimes people are wrong. Well, I want to go one step further, and then I want to go back and digest what that means. Uh, uh, the majority, almost every scientific study that you've seen published in a scientific journal is wrong. Uh, uh, and they know they're wrong. Uh, and anybody that's uh, smart, anybody that, that uh, uh, reads them too knows that they're sloppy, they're put together quickly. Most of it's on, on, on junk science because the investigation touches on such a small group, they don't have a large enough control group with which to come to the unreasonable conclusions that they make. Okay, so, so all I'm ta- yeah, saying yeah. is let's let's do that as one chunk that all of those things are facts. Let's let's determine how yes. we proceed so, from there. So just one thing to add on that before before you go further, is clarify what you mean is because these studies or something come out all the time. There's a new one. Uh, there's all of, of whatever, right? Everyone's got to write a paper to get whatever level degree or whatever they got funding for something, right? So. A study does not make a theory, right? That, that you meaning you can't just rely on one piece of information or hey, look what happened over here. What it should do is okay, take a look at what we found over here. Let's investigate that further and see if yes. there's more. But it doesn't. Yes. A lot of people, and this is where the pop psychology and crap exactly. you see exactly exactly what I like, intended, well, Brian. You've seen it. Uh, uh, this week, uh, uh, caffeine is good or bad. Coffee is good or bad. Coffee is a diuretic, but it leads to diabetes. Diabetes is going to lose his foot. Diabetes is going to lose his foot because sugar is good. Sugar is bad. Panda tastes like chicken. No, no, it's it's everything. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, alcohol is bad. No, alcohol is okay. Well, technically, uh, people who consume alcohol on a regular basis uh, actually live longer than people. So it's, it's, we're, we're trying to, to, to take something that fits our narrative and, and find artifacts and evidence to support that versus just seeing where the data goes. So there's a lot in there. So I, I like what you said. I just wanted to kind of clarify it that you can't look at one thing that comes out and say, well, there's the answer. Exactly. Look at what people what's, do though. People build their business around that. Brian, I've seen people with their business models that are coming across a study that isn't worth the paper that it's written on. 
and the control group is so small as to be scientifically insignificant. Yeah. That's all I'm warning. Yeah. You know? And that's why we always stick to what has stood the test of time. You know what I mean? Will this, can this study be exactly. replicated over time in different domains? Because that's the way to understand the, the efficacy of it, right? Does the balance, it actually work? right there. Yeah. So, so, so I think we, I think we discuss next and, and then, then we'll take the rest of the show to put all this stuff in context. Next, all the way uh, uh, since the Bible, a book that'll be around for a while. A lot of people read it, you know. Uh, uh, we've had the Good Samaritan, the, the parable. But every single state in the United States has a version of the Good Samaritan law. It's just like stand your ground. And Brian, there's three basic tenets. And, and the tenets are that uh, there's an emergency or exigency. And, and we've talked about that on different podcasts. And folks, what that means is the shit just hit the fan. You're in the moment. That's the first step. The second one, is that the emergency wasn't caused by you. Uh, uh, so just like with the stand your ground, you can't walk into somebody else's house and say, nobody moved. Uh, uh, and then the third is that whatever care that you gave uh, wasn't recklessly administered and it wasn't gross, grossly negligent. Now, Brian, if we can agree that that's a, a good street definition of the Good Samaritan, then everybody that's on the broadcast will understand that there's the reason behind Good Samaritan laws is for legal protections for those people that see somebody. And we've talked about that before, that some people walk and they go, oh, I don't want to get involved. I may want to say something. I don't want to get sued and all that. You're not going to get sued and you're not going to get sued successfully because of Good Samaritan laws. So what if I'm wrong? Well, the first thing is you're in good company because a lot of people were wrong. Second thing is Good Samaritan's there specifically for this because people have been wrong before to protect you in your unofficial capacity. Of course, if you're an official, you can't claim this. There's a whole different set of laws under color of law if you're a cop or a paramedic. And then I think the third standard that we discussed before we just let the, uh, you know, the three-headed dog Cerberus off the chain <laughs> is that everybody that's ever listened to one of our broadcasts, and those are uh, brand new welcome, there's a two-point standard uh, uh, probable cause on one and reasonable suspicion on the other. You only need probable cause if you're a copper going for an arrest or you're trying to get a warrant for a person or for an event or for a place, a house specifically named. Probable cause is a rough standard. Probable cause says I have to have artifacts and evidence in support of a reasonable conclusion. And these facts taken by anybody, a reasonable person would look and go, yeah, I think it's likely that we'll find the cocaine in that drawer or the gun in that basket. Okay. We don't need that as civilians, Brian, operating in the everyday world as HR, as a teacher, as a, a person working at Just the 7-Eleven or, yeah. or walking down the street. We only need reasonable suspicion. And, and reasonable suspicion is a lesser standard. And the, the great thing about it is that it applies in every instance. It says, hey, it's got to be less than probable cause. That's the first standard, but more than a hunch. And it has to be based on something specific, articulatable facts that when taken together, uh, uh, with rational inferences that a, a reasonable person would assume the same things that you assume. So that's a low standard. So what we're saying is that you and I already have an architecture of artifacts and evidence that support our reasonable conclusions. So we're way up here at probable cause. So even if we don't have all of the facts that we need to get a search warrant or an arrest, we certainly qualify for the lesser standard of reasonable suspicion. So reasonable suspicion uh, uh, with the legal doctrine of the Good Samaritan, Brian, if you're wrong, you can walk over and hug the person and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and, and a lot of people will live. Uh, if you're wrong, or if you're right, rather, and you walk away without saying something, Brian, there could be catastrophic uh, effects. So, so my balancing act is always this. 
Hippocratic Oath, am I doing the right thing for the right reasons at the right time? Uh, uh, first, do no harm. Second thing is, do I have more uh, uh, than just a hunch that something, the crime is afoot, that something is going on? And what do I know? What do I think I know? And what can I prove? All of those come into play. And it's not nebulous, though, Brian. It's, it's an, it starts forming an architecture, an architecture of artifacts and evidence to support what, what conclusions I'm making. And I think a, a lot of that, well, I kind of discussed when we first started, but, you know, I go back to uh, remember when we were, um, actually, you weren't there on that one, but Shelly was. Uh, but you, when we did uh, the family members of a unit based out of the East Coast uh, military unit. Uh, yeah, I remember the yeah. caper. Yep, so, um, but, but when we were, when we were, um, doing the program for them, that was their biggest concern. Cause we were dealing with, this was like a suicide prevention program for yep. the family members, spouses of these individuals. Right. And the idea was just that was, they were like, Hey, if I say something, you know, my, I might ruin my husband's career. Like it might be like, what, what happens if I report this and he does have an issue and, and that gets into um, one, I think that's more so not on that individual, but more so how that unit or organization handles it, right? Um, because yes. it shouldn't, in that case, a mental health issue, it shouldn't be, you know, squashed and you ruined. It, it should be the exact opposite, right? It's, oh, all right, you're coming in, let's get you fixed so you can get you back out the door into the fight. You know what I mean? But that, that, but that, that person who's saying, hey, what about my husband? Like, they don't have the power to change that, right? And they know some of the consequences sometimes. And I, and I think that's part a great of point. where that comes so, from. So let's take that fear away, Brian. Let's take that anxiety away. One, you can't be compelled to testify in a court uh, against your wife or your husband or your significant other. Okay. Uh, 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 second thing is there's an attorney-client privilege and there's a doctor-client uh, uh, privilege. Uh, so what that means is historically the law has recognized that there's certain information that you got, that you got to share that might be damaging or damning. And it's giving you an opportunity to do that. Uh, confession can't be used unless it's a deathbed confession. They're very laser focused rules that are out there, Brian, to protect exactly what we're talking about here. Now, here's the thing. Let's make a line down the middle of our paper and separate emergency. And, and that's why stuff like, like the, the doctrine uh, 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 comes up of uh, the Good Samaritan. Because what we need to do is if that person drops down and it's going and I see another person drop down and I hear balloons going in the mall, I got to come to a reasonable conclusion. There's a shooting and the active shooter might be coming after me. That's enough. That's enough to get stuff going. Uh, uh, but, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to put that round peg in that square hole. You don't want to rush to an unreasonable judgment. So if you can take tactical patience, if you can give yourself the gift of time and distance, you can always call a cop or an attorney and go, listen, I don't know if I have something here, but uh, I saw these three things. And, and when I saw them, they, they were in a place that leads me to believe something's going on. And the person on the other end of the line can tell you, so what do you want to do about it? Or, or you say, well, I don't know yeah. what I want to do about it. Because you know that's yeah, the most likely some, answer. Some people will give you that answer. What do you but, want me to do about it? <laughs> exactly. But the idea yeah. is that if you bring it to the attention of local law, if you bring it to the attention of your personal attorney, if you have one, I don't. Uh, my, mine is, will the defendant please rise? And then they give me one. Uh, but but whatever those circumstances, and, and in the old days, Brian, I would have said, go to your teacher, go to your priest, go to somebody like that. Nowadays, there's certain people at certain times that would say, hell, I'm not going to do that. Listen, uh, have the wristband. What would your pater do? What would Jesus do? What would my mother do? If you've got that and you're snapping that and you're thinking, damn, I should do something about it. 
your gut's probably telling, which is your, your amygdala sending a signal through the rest of your body saying, danger warning, we have to do something about this. I think it's right to step in. If you are wrong, yet you had the most perfect intentions and you didn't have uh, an agenda and you weren't trying to gain an advantage on somebody, the courts are going to look at that and go, hey, you really, you really screwed the pooch on this one. But, uh, but guess what? Uh, you, know, you didn't do anything illegal, immoral, or unethical. And I think that's a good standard to live by, Brian. It, well, it, well it's, a, it's a great standard to live by. Putting that in practice for a lot of people can be difficult. And I think yeah, one of those of ones that it, that it, that it kind of – my answer to this uh, question, I, I think a, a good example of it was when we were teaching um, – the, those, uh, the sexual harassment and assault prevention and how to yeah, identify yeah, sure. people. Yeah. Um, you know, b- before they, something happens and we had, uh, you know, the, the whole thing was, you know, mentioning something or saying something it was that we, we came up with that term that, or you came up with the term, the, uh, you know, a low calorie intervention, right. Kind of like right. in keeping with the first do no harm. It's well, if I say something now before it gets any worse, It allows that other person. So specifically, I'll I'll keep it to that sexual harassment thing where someone's like, I'm feeling like this person is sexually harassing me, bringing it up then me going, hey, Greg, uh, you know, I know you probably didn't mean it this way, but this This is is how how I took it. Because what that does is a number of things. One, it tells that person, right, that if they really are doing that, and that was their intent, that I see what you're doing and I'm not going to stand for it. I'm going to say something. So you're yep. teaching them how they so don't go further. Don't go any further. Right. What yep. that also does is let that person know one, how their behavior affects others around them. And so I take it, let's say they were trying to do that or trying to manipulate this person. All right. They go, well, I can't do it to this person. I'm going to have to move on. So now it's no longer an issue and I'm simplifying it. But uh, what it also does is that if that was a mistake, if that's not what that person's intent was, what do you yep. think their response is going to be? Oh crap! I'm so I'm sorry. I had no idea that was not, <laughs> not what I, I meant exactly. You know, and I think that communication gets because of you know PC culture or people scared to talk or people scared to offend someone. You yep. know that it's like that now. Instead of it's gone from people being scared to speak up about serious abuses to to now people. <laughs> People scared to to say anything positive because they don't want to be accused of doing. And we can't we can't right? afford that because so that that that, 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 uh, nexi- that nexus will be paid for in lives. So Brian, quick trivia question for you: Why were flashlights invented? Uh, so you could so you could see in dark places. I'm guessing you got it. And uh, protracted that logic is Brian that when we yank a problem out into the clear light of day, when mm-hmm. we yank it out from under the bed or in the closet or wherever it lurks. It's much less scary when we all can kick it with our toe and take a look at it in the sunshine. That's an important standard. And I remember the, the sharp classes that we did. Let's go back to the, the uh, gatekeeper uh, uh, suicide prevention courses. So here we are up in, in uh, uh, JBLM of Washington. It's you, me, and Shelly, and RP, and a bunch of other folks, right? And, and what happened is we kept telling them what the results were going to be because we see it in all the classes. People are going to come up. They're going to self-report. They're going to do all these other things. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stick to the script, kid. And it's like, yeah, I wrote the script. I've seen this before. I know what's going to happen. And what did they tell us, Brian? You, you stay in your lane. You guys sit over there in the corner. Well, we got this. What happened at the first break? Yep. What happened at every break is here these soldiers were coming up and going, my wife, my sister, my brother, I've seen this. I or feel me, like this. Or, I've yeah. seen these. Yeah. Okay. And we knew right there that the interventions were working. 
So low calorie initial intervention is better than having to spend money because Brian, this is one of those problems that we got to tell our listeners you're going to spend money on. So how much do you want to spend and when? Do you want to spend a little up front? Do you get what I'm saying with like training and then doing some PRACAF and, and, and studying what it looks like? Or, or do you want to do a little in the middle because you had one person that colored outside the lines and you had a stomp on them? Or do you want to pay a lot at the end when you have a disgruntled employee come in or something else happens and it got out of control? That, uh, uh, the Waffle House caper happened uh, uh, less than 24 hours ago, folks, when you watch this broadcast and Waffle House is always doing something. So uh, a guy over a period of 24 hours uh, continued to defy the rules about the mask and finally it ended up in a shooting. There were bits and pieces laid on the table that if somebody would have tried to put those together and made a word jumble or a, jug, a jigsaw puzzle out of it, a reasonable, prudent person would have said, this is going to end violently. Brian, that's enough. Once you go and you did your ML COA and your MD COA and your conclusion keeps coming back, shaking that magic eight ball and it keeps coming up, yeah, okay, with the hair going up, then you've got to do something. And, and how many times have we told people that specific example that when you get that, yeah, that you've got to do something? Look, Absent the situation, you've got to leave. You've got to do something. You've got to duck. You've got to take some action. And guess what? That's a prudent strategy because something is incongruent. Something's gone sideways. And if you don't act now, it's going to get bad. Well, simple. Yeah, and and some of them are are obviously some of these situations get more complicated than others based on what your role is, right? You know, versus you just person in the store who sees something going on. Um, you know, what are you trying to do? Maybe for you and your family, it's, it's the decision is to leave, not to intervene in the situation. Now, if your role is to, you have some, some job where you're the one who has to intervene, it's, it's, wouldn't you rather do it? But the standard is different. Yes, you're exactly right. That's what I'm saying. The the legal standard is different. The, the, um, uh, I guess the accountability standard is then different. What you're liable for then is is different too. So, but, but see, you're but protecting in all the your cases, liability, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, aren't that, you protecting your liability by bringing it to somebody's attention? We like to bandy about the word whistleblower, like like uh, your your uh, favorite tagline, Lucy Goosey. We throw it out there, and I the idea. Never I, said so, that. I hate you. Payback, pal. I never you never say you, that. It's on your business card. Ask him for it <laughs> next time you see him. But listen, uh, uh, I'm telling you from strict liability. As long as you're getting it out there on the table, oh, does anybody else see this? Are we not doing this? You know, it's like the old slip and fall cases at a place. I'm the first one that when I'm going through and I, I, I see something at the, you know, city market or the Safeway where there's an unsafe situation, I'll go, yeah, hey, I don't want to be a jerk here, but man, somebody could hurt themselves. And you know what? Uh, one out of 10 times, somebody goes, mind your own business, fatty. Uh, yeah. The rest of the time, somebody goes, hey, thanks for saving us all that money. And it's the same person that, that said, mind that's, your business every that's, time. That's, no, that's Shelly. Yeah, <laughs> mind your business, fatty. Exactly. Pull it on my jacket. Do you get what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> but, but no, uh, but you're exactly right, Brian. It, it's the, the least objectionable alternative. The first likely alternative is usually the most uh, uh, effective. It's the quickest. It's the cheapest. Why wouldn't you want to try that? Why wouldn't you want to go there? And we're not saying, look, our standard uh, for instructors, and and remember how long we bird dog our instructors before we cut them loose, it's three or more artifacts and evidence amongst any of the domains that still take you back to the MD COA. Okay, so we've already abandoned the ML, which means sustained observation, comparative notes, uh, comparing the known against the unknown against the baseline. So we've already done all of that mental work before we even raise our hand, haven't we? So so what would you say then, because 
All right. You know, you, you said two things in here that are almost seem uh, to a lot of people kind of little bit dichotomous, I guess, right? That's kind Contradictory? of contradictory. Yeah. So meaning you really? said first, first do no harm. Okay. Yep. So, but then, Hey, you have to do something. It's, it's, so no, it's no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. right. But, but what I'm talking about is temporal association. So I'm talking about a timeline. So you see a person weaving in and out of traffic and, and, uh, uh, think of uh, John Candy, Steve Martin. How do they know where we're going? <laughs> you know, planes, trains, automobiles. Do yeah. your homework, folks. Uh, <laughs> but but think about that scene and think about somebody not intervening. Uh, then think about the juxtaposition, set it right up next to that. Say that you jump in before you know the situation that's going on. And so you go in and you go, hey, you got to slow. Well, now what you've done is you've turned that into a uh, road rage situation. No, that's that's ridiculous. And what you're doing is adding fuel to the fire. So adding fuel to the fire is my Hippocratic oath. That's that's where you haven't stood back in a position of cover and observed for just a few seconds to see who all the key players are, right? Mm -hmm. So first do no harm means don't be jumping in there swinging, thinking that you're the hero when in fact there was no problem and all you did is muddy the water. All you did is screw it up for everybody. Uh, then the second half of that same coin, because they are, they're, they're, they're both sides of the same coin, is that as long as you have three or more objects that, that uh, artifacts, evidence, uh, uh, hints, smells, tastes, feels that you put, put together, and a reasonable person would agree with you that it's likely that this is in progress, then you still have to come up with a, with a conclusion. What am I going to do with this information? A decision, rather. And the decision uh, can be low level. Uh, I can write an editorial to my paper. You dirty bastards, right? Or I can call somebody, or I can actually step up. I say that that the most dangerous situation is you personally going in and going, hold on a minute. Uh, uh, that might not be prudent, Brian. Uh, so again, Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. Maybe that's how it's lined up. So I don't think they're in, in contradiction at all. I think they're two sides of the same coin, and it depends on that, that coin is flipped, how you're going to proceed. Right. And I mean... The, these are all, it, it's, it's hard to discuss this in a general context sometimes, right? Because each situation is unique, although the same standards can be applied and the same rules can yes. be applied, right? So and the architecture. Oh, yeah, same architecture, even though under separate circumstances. So it, it, I think you'd have to layer that on or put that on whatever the set of circumstances is. And you, you brought up a good point when you allude to the fact of, hey, first do no harm. You know, that's always our thing is, hey, it is me doing something right now. If I do something, if I intervene in the situation, if I say a word, if I look over here, if I walk up on it, is that going to escalate the situation or de-escalate the situation? Exactly. And, and going back to the Good Samaritan laws and going back to this and to where it gets into to a gray area, you know, I think is that's the point. If your intent is to go de-escalate the situation all right, well, what are you doing to do that? And then if you're, because a lot of times people get involved, well, he did this, so I went and, yeah, I get it. That that person started this. They're the cause right, of, a, right. the approximate cause of the situation. But the second you then went in and said, well, now I'm going to go do this, guess what? You, you're you responsible for that now too, right? And your I name mean, is going to be on that case law. You're, you're going to be involved in that caper. So I, I think it's like it, you, looking to the, to the start with what do you, what, what's the outcome you want here, right? What is the intended it's a great, outcome? 
so, is, so look, let's, and how do let's we get parallel. there? Because, because maybe it's like, cause we always like to say that some people want their say, not necessarily their way. So you're watching an altercation and someone's running their mouth at another individual. If you go in there now, it and might am I going to add fuel fight. to the fire? Oh, there's so, two of you now. I see the way this yeah, is going. And, and so, and that's a big uh, thing. I had a, um, and a, a neighbor down the street from growing up he's uh, my parents' age. And he was walking middle of downtown Chicago, walking into work and out fight is out on the street, basically busted out from this building. And it's a guy beating up on this woman. I mean, literally punching her right there. So he's standing there. Everyone's standing around just watching. So he jumps in, tackles the guy, you know, gets him down. Uh, cops come, they, 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 you know, arrest the guy. And he's going like talking to the police about it, going like, Hey, this guy's just out here just doing this. And I, I can't believe it. Everyone just stood there. And, um, and they were like, Hey, look, I, I know, um, but you, you got to be careful doing that. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, look, you don't know how many times we've seen something like that. You get involved and guess what? They both turn on you. And that woman yep. who was just getting her ass yep. kicked by that guy. Now she's beating you up, telling the cops yep. that you came in and her effing like, and he was like, blew his mind going like, I never even thought that. And so in those, I think those are the areas, those are the spirals that unless you have those file folders, like you don't see those things coming. You're not, you know, so, you don't plan for that. Right. So let's street it up. Let, 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 let's take it down to street level and we'll use some. I think, I think that was pretty street. No, no, no. Street let's level. go even, <laughs> let's go even further down than that. Uh, if, if we sit there and we take a look at the situation uh, allegedly that occurred at, at, at the Waffle House. And this is another call to training. Uh, I want you to think back if you've ever been in one of my classes uh, and uh, I asked somebody a question and they said, could be, uh, yeah. remember, the, Might remember be. the sentence that could happened be. after that. I don't want to go through that because there's too many expletives in it. But let's do this. This is not the what if game. We're applying science. We're using a baseline plus an anomaly to drive a decision. So let's look at what could happen with explanatory storylines to compare it in the Waffle House. So you always have to go, what's my desired outcome? And was it escalating, de-escalating? And what's my role in this? So a uh, guy comes in, guy says, uh, chef says to the guy at the counter, hey, you got to have a mask or I can't take your order. Guy immediately gets pissed, throws some stuff around inside the place and leaves. No intervention necessary. The guy behind the counter handled it perfectly. If you get up from your table, walk out in the parking lot and go in another thing, it's probably going to spiral into something bad. So you now have a model for behavior. Okay, guy comes back. This time, the guy that, that wants the food is holding inside of his inside pocket the mask. He's got the mask. And he comes in, hey, I got the mask. You told me to get a mask. I got the mask. Guy behind the, the counter that's the chef says, no, that ain't cutting it. You got to be wearing the mask or I can't take your order. Now it escalates. There's some shoving around, some yelling, all that other stuff. But the guy leaves again. Third time guy comes in. Now it's the same argument. He's not putting his mask on. He takes out a silver automatic and sets it in front of him on the counter. Now I want you to freeze. And I want you to be able to spin that ball and 360 mm -hmm. that environment right there. You're a concealed carry person. You've got the legal ability to carry your weapon into the Waffle House at this time. You decide to grab your weapon and push your young child out of the way and stand up next to your husband or wife and go freeze from behind on this guy with a bunch of targets in the place and he's got the gun. Now, there's somebody out there, Brian, that's going to tell you that's it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put him down right I'm there. Gonna, you got it. And this is that. Okay. Now I go, because that star cluster just went out with all these different explanatory storylines, all of which end up with a violent, horrific death, none of which are going to get you on the cover of the Denver Journal saying, yay for this common citizen. Uh, then you say, okay, well, I'm highly trained, so I'm going to move in close, and I'm going to grab the gun away from him. 
not knowing that 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 was his lighter, his gun is in his ankle. Look, there's a thing called 911. Do you get what yeah. I'm trying to say? There's a thing called getting up and leaving. There's another thing saying, listen, as long as he ain't pointing a gun at me, I'm going to sit here for a second. You get what I'm trying to tell? Freeze is often overlooked. Freeze is often overlooked. Exactly. And flee. Listen, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I'm not saying don't do anything, but I'm saying if you don't have a co coaching strategy, if you're not rehearsed for it, you're, you're going to likely be a victim. Now, the other thing we don't want to do is what has this guy demonstrated the three previous times? Yeah, exactly. He's leaving. Yeah. He's going to have his say the gun on the counter is him saying so you know what i would do if that gun was on a counter you're a eaten son of a bitch i am going to make you the and the rice yeah. and this yeah. here's your stuff hey listen uh i apologize this that, one's on the house. Out of line you get what i'm saying and then when he's in the parking lot yeah it's a yellow subaru license plate whatever listen brian you don't have to intercede or intervene at the precise time maybe that's the wrong time that that's why we have pursuits that occur and people die that's why i've seen people say well at that point i affected arrest and that spun out of control and we had to shoot and kill the guy okay well could you have done it five minutes earlier five minutes later and the answer is well i guess so then guess what you didn't you didn't think it out and, and you got to think it out before you act it out and and it's not taken forever and storyboarding it brian it's considering alternatives Maybe so that's so the yeah the waffle house example you just brought up i i think is a good one that highlights a number of issues including everyone gets then focused on this all right so let's let's protract that out let's say it becomes a national story and people yeah. are talking out on the news all right what you're going to get are these air quote experts right on there and they're going to go well, you can tell by his demeanor, he set the gun on the counter. And what he's thinking at this time in his mind is that psychologically, because of the how he was of the raised, barrel as and notice how he did. And you're like, we're, we're, we're even if everything that so-called expert said was 100% right, yep. what the hell does that have to do with anything? That doesn't yep. help us act, right? That doesn't help understand the situation to prevent another one from occurring right we exactly. I, I can't pull anything from that and go okay so now i i know the conversely yeah. conversely you could pull this brian you could say that in the initial encounter it was between the chef and the counter the guy at the counter uh in the second encounter it was between uh the chef and the guy at the counter in the third where he drew the gun and set it down on the counter it was between those two so it's likely that he has a problem not with Waffle House management or the store right. policy. It's a, I've been dissed by this guy and I'm going to have my say and my way. Now that can help me figure out an exit strategy. Do you get what yes. I'm trying to say? And the Waffle House got big picture windows and I swear to God, me and that steak are heading out into the parking lot through one. If I think a shooting's going to start, but, but, now I have at least a response that's thought out. I can get ahead in the OODA loop of the actors that are in the place. Uh, I can come up with a de-escalation strategy because I know the guy didn't want to shoot up the place, Brian, because if he did, what likely would have occurred hey, when the he, gun came he, out? He would, he would have shot the place up. Okay, right, and yeah. then somebody's going to argue with that and say, well, he did end up shooting. Yeah, but he didn't kill in everybody in the place and then put the gun in his mouth and give himself a vent window. So the idea is that you have to use your brain you have to play these things out in your brain and say which is the likeliest and, 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 and which is the most dangerous. And if you ever see the situation escalating towards this one point in, in the future where, wow, both of those are going are gonna to touch, not only have you established ground zero where the attack is likely going to occur, but you've also uh, uh, determined the severity. That's where it's going to end. It's, it's going to start and end on the bubble, on the X. And, and you can prevent that. 
Right. And, and so I, I think we'll stick to this Waffle House example because there's a number of ways we can deconstruct it. And, and in terms of, of a bunch of different perspectives that are in there, right? So you talked about, hey, the guy told him, hey, get lost. He comes back. Hey, get lost. He comes back. You know, they, he could have called the police at any given time. Every time, right? Every yep. time he could have called the police. Didn't. I get it. You know, some people are like, well, I don't think it's, anything's going to happen. But I would say, yep. so, so let's stop right there. You tell someone to leave. They leave. And they come back, all right. So that gets into boundaries and testing well, and pushing. Funny their boundaries, thing is, compared to what, what, what's our what's our company policy and yep. what's our personal policy? Anytime, anytime you're in a meeting or discussion or whatever is occurring, and there's an argument, and someone gets up and storms out, they are not allowed back in. You have someone Never. follow them to the parking lot yep. too, because that's you don't know what else was going on, because that could be that's it. Now I'm now I'm ready to blow. And they so now we can't prove it, it, a negative, but you and I both know that it's reasonable but, to assume if that would have happened in the Waffle House situation. But that's a I'm trying to say we would have never had a problem. That's a rule, and people go, "Well, you don't think it's like what? What does every every bar I've been thrown out of? They did not let me back in. I I, yes. I didn't get tossed out and then come back ten ten minutes later and go, all right, I'm good now. They're like, no, you're you're done. And if dumb. the guy did come back in. He came back in shooting or swinging. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the point is if you get someone, you tell someone to leave somewhere, the, the guy in it's just a horrible story, the Flint, Michigan family dollar, right? Hey, you can't come in here with a mask on. They left and they came back. And what happened when they came back? They killed the guy over it, right? So, so if someone, if you tell someone, no, you have to leave here and they leave and come back, that is a... You know, that's, that's a red flag, right? That right there is enough to go. All right. So, so a, we, in our business call that an immediate action indicator, right? So, so we have uh, pre-event conclusions that we can draw by looking at these different bubbles, these different facts, these different, you know, balls that are floating around in the air. But when we see an immediate action indicator, that's all stop. That means you got to get on the phone. So, you got to get out of that. So I, I would put that in because you go back to, all right, if you're sitting in the Waffle House eating, right. And they tell someone to leave and then yep. they they come back and another argument ensues. That's your point to, to leave or call nine one one or do, I mean, that's, if you're there with your family, that's exactly the point is, is no, now is our time. This, this yep. is it right now. We're not going to wait around. It's not worth it. The, the, my meal. Man, I love waffle house. I'm yeah. not going to stop going to waffle house. There, there's been a number of shootings at waffle house over the years. Uh, uh, has that slowed us down? Uh, Collier is the only human being I've ever seen go to a waffle house and order a salad. And when the salad came I didn't, out, and it I was hate that black story. as his heart. I you hate know what I'm story. saying? With all the mold that was on it. And lady goes, what do you want? He ordered the salad. Listen, so I, I got a waffle house. I, I, I go there not to, 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 uh, I don't uh, go there cause I'm happy. My figure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't say, Hey Brian, uh, let's go to the waffle house and then we'll go on a marathon. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's probably after drinking. It's it's probably in a list of poor choices I've made that day. Yeah, that's that's the, be, that's that's not the first yet another one. That's but not the that first poor choice I've made yeah, that day, right? But it doesn't mean that that if I choose to go to the waffle, look, if I choose to go to 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 the crack house and I get syphilis or I get shot, uh, I knew the choice. But but I don't I don't give up my rights just because I go to a Walmart or a, 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 a crack a, house, a crack or waffle house. <laughs> And therefore, you have to be keen about this. You have to think about this. How did I park? Where did I park? How did this guy look when he came in? Was he in a hurry? Did he leave the car running? Those are all things. And a person's going to uh, uh, shoot me, Brian, that the sniper out there is going to try to try, try to, to poke fun at me. And they're going to say, oh, well, I run in for my 
uh, carryout order, I always leave the car running. Well, then you're an asshole. Because that's how those cars are stolen. <laughs> you know, and that's how it gets they're, stolen. They're used in another crime. Do you that's, see what I'm trying to say? But you're you're give, you're giving that when you Nightmare. do that, you're giving it you're giving it away not just to someone looking stealing cars. You give it away to Cracky McSmokes a lot, who's walking down the street and sees a car and, running. And, goes, and it's staying at the hotel right. across the street. I'll going, take that. Damn. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Like that, it, that's not Come so you're, you open it up, but but uh, it so. You know, in, in keeping with the kind of timeline of events here, you know, we said there's different ways you can, as a person sitting in there, could intervene or do something. And that's for long as, you know, what if I'm wrong? What if you're uh, wrong? You, 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 you have to, you wasted half your meal at Waffle House because it was sitting Your food cold got cold. Left. Like, yep. what exactly? You know, what? What's well, and here's a, here's a perfect strategy of what not to do. Listen, uh, uh, I'm a big guy. You may not have noticed, uh, uh, but on my 600-pound life episode, uh, you can see me in 360 graphic detail. But uh, when uh, when I get up uh, from the table, and usually most of the table comes with me for a while until I squeeze out, I walk up to the counter and I look and I go, hey, young man, why don't you calm the F down? Okay. Next thing you know, yeah. now it's not just a chef that's having a hard time. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. I'm trying to figure out what to do with this uh, uh, 380 anima that I'm being given. So you can complicate a situation that is out of your ken or your purview, or you can complicate the situation by not absenting it when you should have and leaving. Uh, and listen, get the experts there. I'm not young anymore. I'm not as fast as I once was. And it's much better to have somebody there. And listen, if the cops come up and tell the guy to leave and he gives them lip, they've got the right to and escalate they can if do, they yeah, have to. You yeah, see what that's, I'm saying? That's what it, it's – no, I, I think that, that that's the point there too. And then same thing, uh, you know, you put yourself in the perspective of the the guy who had to tell him to leave who's just trying to do his job. Like, hey, man, yes. get the hell out of here. Hey, get out of here. You know, at some point, yeah, did, he's dealing with work. He had – He's cooking orders, taking orders, doing yeah. this, and it has to deal with this. So it has to deal with now a guy his, arguing. Yelling, that's his, his home. Job. That's right. his house. That's his business. Right. But, he's got great deal of pride in the food that he's cooking, but, right? But, but you you even brought up the point there is like, all right, you know, the guy, hey, man, you got to get out of here. He's busy. He can't actually go do anything about it. You know, he didn't call the police where he could have. Yep. But even like you said, like, you know, gun comes out. It's like, all right, well, I see where this is. If If you... If a gun is involved in the situation, it just purely statistics, uh, the more likely someone's going to get shot, no matter what that situation is. Like, if there's no gun present, no one's going to get shot by a gun because it's not possible. And if the gun is in the holster and nobody's manhandling it, you probably stand a better chance of if the gun is sitting on a table between you or in front so of you. So I, I think it's important to, to point out those things because then, okay, now now this has come out. Now he he, he, brought, a, he brought a gun to the Waffle House. Like, okay, so listen, man, listen, what do you I, need? I compare While I hit 911 on my phone, I'm going to cook exactly you up the right. best omelet you've ever and had. Here, and here it's going to be giant. It's going it. to take you half an hour to eat it while the police get here, you know? So, so let's talk about humans behaving badly. So we got a situation where a couple of cops are sitting around a table and they're drinking and they decide to play the game of Russian roulette. And you remember the female copper is dead uh, because of it. And the other copper lost his job and he's in the trick bag for Negham. And and so what happens is that didn't just happen. Somebody didn't just show up at a party with a, with a uh, 44 mag and go, Hey, let's play uh, 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 the suicide game. What happened is things escalated. And when Mm -hmm. things start to escalate, you can tell when things are going to spin out of control, when they're going to ramp up. One, alcohol and guns never mix, okay? Never. 
uh, even doing barrel shots is a poor example for saying this is a situation where, where guns and, and, and alcohol uh, mix. Second thing is you get a bunch of alpha, alpha males and females all amped up in the same room and they're challenging each other. That's going to end poorly. Somebody's either going to get a tattoo, a piercing, or going to get shot. Uh, uh, and that's whether they're cops or gangbangers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I don't care same. if we're talking about the Latin Council or the Detroit Police Department. That, that much bravado is going to end up doing something. So here's a situation where I'm certain that the chef that was in the Waffle House, whether he knew this guy or didn't know this guy, he'd been in this situation before. And 99 times out of 100 when he told the guy, hey, listen, step off, it worked. This was the one guy, the one person, that one percenter in society that wanted both his say and wanted his way. And guess what? Without training, the chef thought it was still working. And then when he saw the next cue, he goes, oh, that didn't happen. That's called denial. And then when the gun was on a table, he goes, okay, uh, uh, I still got this. Listen, when you're in a, you ever been in a skid, Brian, in a car going at a high speed uh, yeah. and they tell you to steer in and you don't yeah, want to, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, there are certain circumstances like this that can spin out of control and intervention way over here at the left of the spectrum is going to be better than being in the emergency room. So you've been shot. What's your name? You know, what's your blood type? Uh, I, I, I just say the gift of time and distance, a little bit of uh, tactical patience. Uh, you can, you can solve most situations. What is that? I mean, again, because this gets into we could we could break that Waffle House case. Is now's a good time, uh, folks. Uh, this next segment is brought to you by the Waffle House <laughs> or IHOP. Their competitor yeah. paid us to to I, do a Waffle House example. I, I, as no. much as IHOP, I have two two sugary it's, stuff it's, on it's it. It's all, all the same. Shit, but no, I, but, uh, no, that's not the Waffle House. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. So um, no, no, all but government cheese. <laughs> but how, you know, th this kind of gets into you know we, we we can articulate and break it down on how all these factors uh, occur, but and, and very do it very scientifically. But you know, this is the whole point is we always say right, create a bias for action, uh, intervene, do something, say something, leave. All those options are out there. Call the police, uh, alert, you know, uh, whatever that that is in that given context. But but that again, that that kind of goes back to the, the question is like, well, well, what if I'm wrong? And I, I think something like this is that is a good example of, you know, what if, what if I'm right? Guy, what, yeah. Well, what if that guy would calls, change it? Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, okay, we'll play it out. You know, it's very clear what occurred in this situation. A guy came yeah. in, said, Hey, go put your mask on. No, I'm not. All right. Gets an argument, leaves, comes back. Now, if he came back wearing the mask, that's one thing. Like, yeah, he's pissed off that he has to wear it, but he's complying, right? He's compliant in what the rules are, right? But he didn't. He came back and said, no, here's at that point, it's what is it worth you? Like, how are you going to exactly. be wrong, right? And I think if so. This is the big world of Jenga, Brian. And we took COVID out of it. We took the mask out of it. We took this out of it. This is a rare situation where you got a guy that had a chip on his shoulder and he wanted to have both his say and his way. He was pissed and no amount of, 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 of de-escalation was going to work it was going to come to a shoot. No. And I, I do that. I, I look back at, you know, just, just different examples of when I've seen people, you know, getting upset in, in airports or in line somewhere. Um, where was the last place was a good one too. There was a, everyone's lined up for food at this. Uh, it was like one of like a, a food truck type thing. There was like four or five people in line. And basically this guy's like, cutting in line and saying he was there and he's kind of being abrasive to everyone. And like, he wanted to get up there. So I just, I, I happened to be there. I turned and looked at everyone in line. I just kind of stepped in. I was like, Hey man, uh, why don't you just go ahead and order? And I just, I, 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 I voted for everyone in line who I didn't know at this point and said, why don't you go ahead and get up there and order? We'll, we'll all wait, stand by. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I will. And he went up there and ordered his food. 
And guess what he did? He was still swearing. He was still being an ass. He was still being annoying. But it went from increasing to decreasing now, okay? Because he had didn't have the emotional capacity uh, uh, to handle hunger, right? That exactly. was not good enough for him. His baby emotion. Or, or the advanced planning that, like, of, wow, I should eat when I am hungry. Yeah, right? so, so he, it, was, and it, was, it was a classic thing. This guy, he's not going to stop doing this. So what can we do about the situation, right? Do we want to escalate or de-escalate it? Do I want to walk up there and tell them to get out of here? Well, no, it's not my establishment. And I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to lose my life over a spot in line, you know? Nor are you going to uh, willing to risk the lives of everybody else in there. So what you did is you offered a, a de-escalation strategy. And even though it pissed you off, it was worth the amount of calories you wasted to get the desired. Uh, no, uh, and, he, and he got his stuff. He was bad attitude and he took off and left. And that was it. It's just everyone else went about their normal day and had a good, like those situations. He was going to be pissed no matter where he was. And the quicker you get him out of there, sometimes that's the better. Yeah. But you know, some people want to do the, no, he can't act like that. And he shouldn't be able to like, well, you're right. He's, he's an ass. There's always going to be people in society that are going to do that. You're not going to get rid of them. So come up with a better strategy to manage it, right? There's always yep. going to be people who are going to act like that, who, who lack that critical thinking ability or lack the understanding of the fact that they live in a Words society hurt. and if to share, well, uh, for but, some people. But what I'm saying is, is, is don't let this robbery turn into a homicide. Yeah. Uh, don't escalate the situation. Uh, you know, on, on Sunday, Shelly and I had to stop at a, a gas station in town. And it was the first time in nine weeks that, that we had gone together somewhere and certainly to a gas station. And when I went in, everybody was following the rules. I was certainly following the rules. And when I came out, a guy met me at the door at the exact same time. You know how that string theory yeah. is, right? And so he opened the door, didn't have a mask, didn't have his gloves on, and he had a gat. And he didn't have a gat in a conventional a gun. He didn't have it in a conventional holster. He had it stuck in his waistband. So we no, that's did a, uh, that's, we, a, that's a that's a that's a should sure I say, sign something's yeah. wrong. So we were at the door, and I was doing the outlaw Josie Wales. You know, when he comes out, and he's got the groceries on the wooden uh, uh, porch of the <laughs> store. And so I, I eyed the guy up, and then I stepped back and I gave him the sign: "You're free to do whatever you want." And he gave me the nod, and he went in. Uh, I went outside and Shelly was giving me the handgun signal. I gave her the four. Yeah, I'm watching it. And uh, Shelly already had her, you know, weapon ready. And uh, I said, what do you need? And she goes, I've got a picture of him. I got a picture of his car. I got a picture of the plate. I got a picture of his gun. He's got a nice dog and he's acting really nice. I don't think there's a problem. And when Shelly looked at me and said that, I go, okay, fine. The guy just didn't have a holster. And we left because it was no problem. And we did everything we needed to do. Brian, what would an intervention then have done? What would right. it, what would have me piped up and saying something? Words hurt. And I go, hey, Slim, how about that gat? Or, uh, you know, you should put something on that face. Listen, I don't care if I'm the most well-trained guy in the world. Uh, situations change, and I didn't need to do And you know what? As it stands, you know, Shelly and I, we parked a little bit away and watched the front of the store with nine and one with our finger on the one. The guy came out with a bag of ice, and he went with his dog, and I bet he went fishing or something. There wasn't a situation. Don't be the guy that creates the situation. Well, that that's it is, and that's a that's a point. And and you know, me knowing about about your past and specifically your experiences in in convenience stores like that. Yeah, well, I, I'm guarantee I knew exactly where you went to on that. Going, yep. oh, this is it. I've been here before. Here we go. Exactly. You know, and and that's up comes that, the gun, and and now it's it's go time. Exactly. So so that's a 
another example of, okay, even with the past experiences and the file folders and the training to know, man, I've seen this before. And when I saw this, uh, people died and it was a bad yep. day. Yep. Um, you know, you're kind of still able to go, all right, well, continue on about your day, sir. I'm going that's outside. That's science though, Brian. That's you and that, I that, that, that's, are able to detach ourselves from the situation and take an objective and, look. And at, I think that that's, that's a, that one is even better than what we brought up earlier in terms of, you know, that that's the point right there that I think a lot of people and a lot of our listeners are at like, cause they would might be the one that's going, well, this is it. Here we are. And I, I know that because I've had this experience and look at what he's doing. You're not supposed to do that. And he's not following this rule. It's not following this rule. And, and that's a great one of I'm gathering all this artifacts and evidence. And, and then you go, well, well what, what if I'm wrong? You know what I'm saying? And so the, what if I'm wrong question is actually a, what I'm getting to is the, what if I'm wrong question that's a good question to ask, right? That's a I, there's no harm in it. And Brian, again, I would say flip it and say, "What if I'm right?" I, I would say, as long as you have uh, the training or the experience to manage the perceptions and observations that are coming in, and if you don't, you need some training. What kind of training? Do you need 22 days of training? Probably not, Brian. But a few of these experiences, all those observations I told you about in that doorway, took the exact time it took. For him to open the door, for me to stand there, and for us to glance at each other for nanoseconds. Yeah, it was less okay? than a second. Yeah, exactly. And that—that's that tacit, tacit and experiential knowledge coming through the experience of doing these things and going to training and understand. And guess what? That psychological de-escalation of just getting out of the guy's way, let him do his thing, and then watch from a distance—it's yeah, a safe thing to do. And he and, meant no harm. And, and uh, the, you know, but but this this is what I was I was kind of getting to with the whole you know what if I'm wrong? It's that's that's the analytical framework. What if I'm right? What if I'm wrong? But you got to ask both questions, right? And exactly. It's, it's, and, and you can't. You, uh, 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 the problem is everyone wants a simple answer. So there go is none. Go after a willy nilly approach. Uh, as Brian would say, a Lucy Goosey <laughs> approach up. to this. Ain't <laughs> worth a shit. You got to have an architecture. You got to have a structure. Now, I'm not talking check in the box training, Brian. I'm talking enough uh, mens rea, enough information on the ground at the time when you see the things to act on the stuff that you're seeing. If not, it's, it's all like that thing where somebody tells you to go pack sand and you're driving home and you're all pissed off because you come up with the answer. You know what I'm saying? 15, I should have told them this, you know, that's not worth a damn. And it screws up somebody's day. Yeah. So, so I, I know, cause you, you kind of started off with it earlier. My answer to the question is of what if I'm wrong is what if you're right. And if you're using that framework, I think at a very basic you're level, right you're, you're at least on the right track for either, proving your theory or disproving your theory. So that's, that's what, what we're getting at with all these and that intervention, you always go back to that, that the, the earlier, the sooner you do it, the easier it is. Like I got, I got, I got, uh, cause I, I swore I'd never live in another condo again, but we, we, we bought this one a year and a half ago or whatever it was now. And just because of the location timing price, like it's magically just pure luck kind of happened that we could do it. But, uh, you know, I get, uh, a letter from the That's 417 terrace place <laughs> yeah. oceanside yeah, yeah. all of you that want to drop in and say hello to yeah, brian please 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 do Feel free it. Yeah, I'd be, no. uh, it, would, it would that ought to liven things up that just yeah. came to my mind when, <laughs> when you said that uh You're welcome um yeah i don't like mondays but um that uh it, where, where i was going with that was i, I got a letter from the hoa saying you know you someone reported loud which is hilarious like loud music being played you're not supposed to do this after 10 p.m. And I'm like, well, this cl this clearly isn't me, all right? Especially with a seven-year-old here, like, no, like, it's it's we're lights out in bed 
at that time. Like I've heard music before, but just me growing up and having to actually, especially military and different experience, like you have, you're, you're forced to just deal with other people. So I just deal with other people. I'm not the guy calling and going, Hey, or if there's an issue, I try to address it. So it was like that. I, I you know, care some I'm pissed because someone can just report you. And then now you have a report file with the HOA. So whatever. So again, went into my email on the way back. It was, which is like, Hey, not sure. I think this letter may have been sent to me in, in, in mistake. So that's, that was my start of the framework, right? Because I'm not going to go, Hey, you MFers, who was this? Tell me who it was. I want to know. And I just said, look, it's unlikely this was me. I don't know what happened. You know, it could have been a different unit. I've heard music before. This is our nightly routine, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and if you can, whoever reported this, please next time, obviously they're reporting my unit so they know where I live. Just, just come say something to me. I'm more than welcome, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I sent the email off, you know, expect something back. Next day, the lady from the HOA called and was like, hey, I really appreciate your email. Thank you. This clearly couldn't have been you. It was unlikely, but we already followed up. We checked. And it was just like- talking about your misspelling and your- Yeah, yeah well, that, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so see, the crew don't drawing, want to piss you off so, now. Yeah, so, or she was terrified. And she, exactly, the that's what I'm thinking. The police are surveilling my place right now. But, um, no, no, no but the, and listening to the podcast. But, uh, so, so we- <laughs> so, but, but that, that, that's the point. It was like, you know, my initial reaction is like, I'm pissed because I've had problems before in the past, uh, with, with folks like this, it, with every little nitpicky rule, like, and then sometimes that they don't even affect me. I don't like the fact that they don't want kids in certain areas. And I'm like, come on, there's families here. Like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. But th those are their rules. So it was just an example of like, Hey, what, what do I, which I should be careful before I hit send on this email. So I don't want to escalate. Let's think about what argument. you just said. Yep. What, what you just gave is probably the best advice and is the great way to round out this episode. How many times have you hit send on oh, a yeah. message and you wanted to recall that message? How many times have you sent a text knowing full well and then you, you I, I call it sender's remorse. You know, buyer's remorse. I've had sender's remorse before Whoops. where I fired before and, and you know, uh, uh, made fun of somebody. And then I said, man, I should have kept that in the holster. Uh, the idea is, listen, uh, uh, tactical patience, time and distance, uh, observing from a distance, calling early and often is, is the best case. I, I'll tell you what, the coppers will love you. If, if you keep calling them with a tinsel hat and telling them about the uh, uh, Bigfoot driving a UFO, you're probably yeah. not going to be on their, no. their happy list. But if you call them before something like that and you could have avoided a shooting or, or put a, a felon in jail or something like that, they're going to love you for it. And don't sweat the small stuff and take the time to celebrate the small wins. I think that's a, that's a good spot to, to wrap on. Um, don't forget. That's a great story, that, by the way. Did everybody get that address or should I say it again, Brian? Don't, oh, gosh. Uh, don't forget. 212 Shark Avenue <laughs> in Oceanside, right by Sharkies. Oh, thank you, thank you for, for that, giving some, some geographical background of where i'm at um don't forget folks waffle house is having 10 percent off <laughs> no, i'm kidding so exactly. uh, thanks everyone for listening we call uh, it the big bang breakfast don't forget to check out some of the links in the episode details and we've got tell somebody webinars, about it it's free you bastards webinar series too that we're doing that's free which is what i was getting to we could tell people about that so check out the webinars too that we're doing it's all free it's all good stuff don't forget that training changes behavior Thanks for tuning in, folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the Left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.